Whew, okay. We're back, right? We are back. So, a little bit, there's, you're, you're gonna hear something new here, you guys. This is new. This, yeah. this, is, br this is brand new. First off, this is episode 51. 50? 51. 51. 51. Yeah, 51. Uh, 50, clearly already launched, so this is 51. Uh, <laughs> but what's new is, uh, as you know, I'm Scott. I'm Travis. And Chasten. Chasten. Chasten is on the Bow Rush team now. So welcome. Welcome, welcome, man. Glad to be here, boys. Glad to be here. So we'll we'll jump more into depth. We're doing some intros with uh, with Chasten, also with uh, Matt Nelson, Brandon Rice, and Justin Mizell. They'll be coming on. They'll be coming on. We've had a few before. Mm -hmm. Matt and Rice, they've been on, but you've heard of them. They they have uh, Chasten's going to be super regular, right? So now there's the the the, the trio every time we're doing this. <laughs> so Scott, Travis, and Chasten. Uh, hey, kind of has a nice little nice little ring to it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Scott, Travis, and Chase. The three amigos. No. The three amigos. Uh, I call Steve Martin. <laughs> but with that being said, so episode fifty-one, we've got something that it's, I, it's definitely different. It's it's definitely different, right? We uh, to be honest. If you if you're tuning in to hear a whole bunch about about a bunch about hunting, um, we have a little bit of that. We got, there's a little bit of that, but. This is something that it feels like it's too much of a opportunity that kind of just came right in front of us. I, I, we all we all search Facebook looking for hunts, right? Yeah. If right. you're not, you're not a hunter, you're, you're, right? No. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, and how many how, Jason, how many times do you see one that looks too good to be true? You check a couple comments oh, or you research a little bit, and it's. So I'm, I'm probably on like 10 different hunting pages on Facebook mm -hmm. of different states that, that, you know, people go in there. And a lot of times people are advertising their outfitters and their guided hunts. But mm -hmm. just so happened to kind of come across this one guy uh, one day. His name's Landon. He posted a status on there saying, hey, I've got a personal lease. I'm wanting to lease out. And um, not to get into too many details about that, I just uh, he, I texted him, called him immediately, ended up being the first guy to, to call him. And just got to talking with him about it and uh one thing led to another um we ended up getting in the hunt and uh, we're going up there in october and just uh a powerful story came out of this 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 uh coincidence and this this hunt and uh man we're just excited to bring you bring it to you guys it's it's a story that everybody needs to hear mm -hmm. um you know regardless of where you stand in, in life everybody needs to hear this story you, you coined a good term for this you said it multiple times. What was that during the interview? Courage. 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 Yep. This whole thing about this one is going to be, and hopefully anyone that's listening will feel the same thing. Yeah. So as we as we start talking with Landon, kind of kind of figuring out the hunt, what was what was the opportunity? Where would we be hunting? Trying to get the the piece to put together, and we were doing kind of the, the back end research, trying to figure out who who Landon was, Facebook, everything else. Um, because I will say it's very easy mm -hmm. to get scammed. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I hate about these groups is a lot of times guys will be on there promising you one thing and doing saying this is what I'm having to offer, but you uh, drive, you you buy the tags, you pay the deposit, you pay the gas money, and we all know gas money's definitely Not important cheap. these days. So you you take the time off of work and you go up there and it's nothing that was advertised. It's, mm -hmm. it's just totally different, right? And 
and man we haven't got this vibe from from landon at all it's just no. been awesome but we did do a little digging yes we were doing that digging and um start some some stuff about uh uh about his sister right his so, sister yep uh so they get big family right four four girls one boy uh and but one thing stuck out all, all of the family members everyone got, we saw associated um, had the same uh, had the same banner on their on their Facebook pages, uh, so we, we did we 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 asked you know trying to just be gentle about seeing what was going on, and uh, his sister was actually had is still is I it's a crazy story you guys a 16 year old diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor one to nine months to live at 16 uh, when we. You'll hear you'll hear the whole thing in its entirety. Encourage is the only thing you said that, it, and you said it, and that's what rings true. Her story, how she handled it, how how she handled it, how she is handling it, how she relied on her family, put her family first. Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, it's just one of the. I don't think at my when I was sixteen would have had nearly Gosh. the courage that she's going through even had shown the type of courage that she's showing right now i i don't think 20 year olds 30 year olds 40 years i don't think that the the common person has the attitude and outlook that, the will. that or will that that reese had. she yeah. and she attributes 100 percent of her story and, and i don't i don't want to dive into much i want you to hear it from her um, but she attributes a hundred percent of that to, to faith and family. Yeah. And it's a very power to me. It was a very powerful story. It's right? a gut check. It's yeah. an extreme gut check. I, I mean, think. even myself, I'm like, I'm sitting here like, you know, At all, almost, almost speechless Yeah, is, mm-hmm. is a good word. And, and, um, you know, I'm excited for you guys to, this is a podcast that you need to listen to mm-hmm. on your way to work or, and spend some time listening to her story, and I think it will really touch you. Honestly, you you really don't hear us that much because no. <laughs> I mean she she is very eloquent in her wording, right? Yeah. Um, she's she's a, a very smart young lady, very driven young lady, and we just kind of we're sitting here in awe of what she's been through, how she's handling it. And she really just talks the majority of the time and lays it all on the table. You know, this is this is who she is. This is what she's been through. This is what she's going through, and this is how she's handling it. So, you know, um, with all that, I mean, we also had a little bit of hunting because we little are hunting a hunting show. Little but got to bring in the hunting. you got to have it in there. But and that's it's not just we had to that their family is it's wrapped around hunting. It is their story. It's the way they stay together and you know thrive. But. Um, you're going to be able to hear both, and it's very powerful. Yeah. So, with with no further ado, we we are more than more than humbled to be able to introduce introduce you guys. With no further ado, we are we are more than humbled to introduce you guys to to Reese and her brother Landon for what I feel is the most impactful and important podcast, and in the fifty one podcast we've now done. So please turn your radio up. Um, turn your phone up however you're listening and just listen to this um, amazing young lady. Uh, welcome. So we are we are already recording. So just quick introductions. Uh, I'm Scott Nelson. Uh, this is Travis Stowe. Travis. And Chasten Parsons. 
but obviously a big focus is is your story right we, that's a that's a big thing so we we love hunting we're glad that we're going to get the opportunity to come come up there uh, to illinois but after we start hearing just the the periphery of what your story was that is super intriguing super uplifting uh, the faith piece really speaks really loudly and we don't know any of the details uh, but we just kind of want to talk to you hear your story and kind of hear what you've gone through uh, obviously you know you like hunting which is which is very very cool right up the alley for us yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> um and just quick background so you know who we are you're talking to three random dudes right now uh, but we started a podcast back in 2014 and you know through a lot of different life events between me and Travis we've been friends for a long time we started hunting together when we were younger uh, we got to a point where now we're really kind of taking off we've got a lot of good friends in the industry uh, that have encouraged us to just start doing more more episodes start talking to more people because what we enjoy talking about is what we get a lot of thrill out of mm-hmm. and Jason actually this is the first uh, first podcast where where Jason's really joined the team and jumped in full bore with us so it's episode 51 uh, so new beginnings with Jason coming in and and honestly I feel like your story is is such a one that is so amazing like it's it's the perfect story for for us to be able to kind of talk about and and hear what you've gone through and hear what you're going through and hear what you want to do in the future uh i think in february my sister got married and that's when i started to get really really sick and i went to multiple doctors around home and all of them had no idea what was wrong with me. I just got the same thing thrown at me that everybody does. It's it's probably COVID and I got COVID tested, wasn't COVID. Finally got an MRI around here and well, got an appointment for one, but it was like a month out. So we decided we were gonna go to St. Louis, which is about two hours two and a half hours from where we live and that's the biggest hospital closest to us and we went up there to Cardinal Glennon and they got us into the emergency room put us in a room we were there for two days they refused to give it me an MRI and I had lost all feeling at that point from my waist down and my hands I couldn't even walk to the bathroom by myself and they still refused an MRI for me. They told my mother that I needed to see a psychiatrist and that all the symptoms were just in my head and that as soon as I went back to work and driving and everything and the less I thought about it, the better I'd feel. And every test they gave me, neurological tests, I would fail and they still told my mom that and I could barely walk and they were telling me that I needed to drive and My brother-in-law actually at this time was in Chicago, which is I think six hours from St. Louis, and he was having brain surgery from a car accident he had had prior, I think, the year. And so my dad was up there with my sister and my brother-in-law, and me and my mom decided that We needed to leave that hospital. We weren't getting the answers that we needed, and we knew it was something serious. So we went up to Chicago up there with them because there was a children's hospital up there, too. So we went up there. He had a surgery. It went very well. And then we came home. And by the time we got home, I was throwing up 
everything I ate undigested. I couldn't keep any food down, no liquids, no nothing. So we knew something was really wrong. They had called us and they're like, hey, we have a cancellation. Do you guys want it? And we're like, yeah. And we go in there, get an MRI, and they call us and they or they told us that day that we wouldn't hear back probably until Monday because it was a Friday. And my mom gets a call about two hours after we had left that hospital and they said, you guys need to go to St. Louis right now. She has a mass on her brainstem. So crazy. we, wow. yeah, we and when, go up there. When, and when, How long ago was this? This was, I think, in March, because it took us that long from February 16th is when I had my first symptom till the beginning of March. I this think it was year. like March 10th, maybe, for them to figure out that I had something there. Wow. Of, of this year? Yes. Holy That's smokes. Crazy. Man. Wow. Yes. So, we flew up to St. Louis and they're like, we're going to put you in a MRI. It's going to take about three and a half hours and we're just going to, it's going to take pictures from the top of your head all the way down to your spine and they came in the ICU the very next day which this brain surgeon never ever comes in on Sundays and he came in on that Sunday and he's like well I don't have good news for you and he told us that brain tumor was six inches long and three quarters of an inch oh wide gosh. and I had hairs width on each side to breathe oh my wow. gosh Six inches. Yes. Long. That, so that had to take. I mean, hearing that, obviously, it was a pretty heartfelt moment there. You're like worried, most likely, and then I mean, it's got to be a lot of stuff and emotions going through your mind at that moment. Yeah, the ICU was probably about the only time that I was really any bit of scared. But my dad told me which he had some health problems about two years ago that were very serious and he got told the same thing so he's just relaying the message to me but he told me i could either have faith or i could have fear i couldn't have both of them so at that wow. in the wow. icu bed i was like i'm not scared and wow. every the make-a-wish lady would come in and tell me i needed to talk to somebody and i refused because i told her god's got me and she's like well i still think you need to talk to somebody and i said no i refused and now, was this when she, they, they gave you guys, was this, have they already told you, hey, you have one to nine months at this time, or is this? So, they told us that in the ICU. We were down there for about two days, but it wasn't until we got moved to the 12th floor, which is the very top floor, is the neuro floor, that it was not good. It, it was moving very fast, and... The day we found, so they were doing a biopsy, they were set for it, and before they were going to do the biopsy, they wanted me to have a spinal tap, and we had my spinal tap, and they still were like, well, we didn't get any answers from that, so we're going to go ahead and do the biopsy, and it was the day of the biopsy, and they're like, we can't do it. It's going to paralyze you, and if it doesn't do that, it will kill you, and at that that day, they're like, she has one to nine months to live, and so what's it like? We're gonna getting, and what is it go like ahead. getting inf like hearing that from a doctor, right? Because the normal, every you know, 
98% of people don't get news like that ever in a doctor's office, right? So what is, what is the first thought that comes in your mind when you hear something like that from a doctor? The first thing that came into my mind was my siblings are going to lose their mind without me. And I was just worried about my family. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's, I, God has gave me peace throughout everything. Like no matter, I could get the worst news ever. And I had peace because I knew I was going to be okay. Now I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what the plans were all I knew is I was going to be okay no matter what so I wasn't worried about anything with me I was more worried about my siblings and my mom and my dad and my family and 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 you're you're 16 yes like not even not even talking about yeah not even talking about you know obviously this the the story what you're going through is huge but just your outlook and the way that you focus on your family and and have handled this, that is insane. I mean, you talk to 20, 30, 40, 40 year olds who have no idea how to even comprehend that emotion. And that's a, that's absolutely amazing. Not to mention the courage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to look that in the face and, and not think of yourself like, oh, I'm 16 and I'm not going to be able to. I'm not be going, married. I'm not going to prom. I'm not going to go to prom. Right? I'm not going to get to my dad walk me down the aisle it's my siblings and my family first and and i just think that that's just um that's awesome to hear it it really just i think that this this message i'll be honest i'm glad we're doing this podcast because i think this message needs to be out for for everybody to hear and i don't think Mm -hmm. things just happen by accident you know this deer hunt it's more than a deer hunt right and so i think this is going to touch a lot of people well what they say is i mean sometimes god what they would do is he gives you something that may not necessarily for you, but for someone else, mm-hmm. her story is going to help someone else that might be potentially going to struggle through the same thing. And seeing that she's able to handle her, she's handling it the best she can. It might give hope to someone else, but I, I think I could do the same. And Landon, what, I mean, what was it like for you to hear that, to hear that news? Man? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Yeah. It's, hey Landon, you still there? Yep. yep. Man, as as the older brother, how was it for you to to hear that information? Like, I mean, how did how did you handle that? How did the rest of your family handle that? Uh, it was super tough on all of our family um, because you know we're a, you're a close family. Um, so when you hear something like that, you're like, you, you know, there's nothing to do but you know pray. Um, so we just did a lot of praying, and uh, you know, my family was up in the hospital for. Uh, close to four months or four weeks straight so they didn't come home for four weeks um so then that just put extra stress on us at, at home because you know we're um doing the work of the whole family um and there's just two of us so you know it's and it made us worry we're worried about her you know the whole time uh, didn't know the next step because there's some days when the doctors they would come in at about six in the morning and not leave till about five so we went that whole time not hearing from them, and uh, it was just super uh, stressful, and we worried nonstop. I can imagine. Well, I guess I really can't, but it's yeah. having a family member go through something like that and having to, one, being the older brother and try to be you know, tough and show 
belief that things are going to be okay without you know thinking only of the worst side but still pursuing doing everything you have to do to keep the family together that has to be so much work on you guys yeah yeah it was um but you know like she said we never had a doubt that she was going to make it through mm -hmm. um you know she's one of the tough toughest girls i know so you know, yeah, we, clearly. We yeah, clearly. Well, I really don't. Know, I really <laughs> don't know her, hands, but she's. So. Uh, I don't know her, but she is one of the toughest girls that I know. Absolutely. And I don't know her, so. But that is crazy. So um, where's where's diagnosis sit right now? I mean, what what are doctors saying to you guys? Um, at that point, so they told us that we weren't going to have the biopsy, and mm -hmm. they put me on a really really tough dose of steroids to make the agitation go down a little bit but at this point I can barely walk I can barely pick up my own drink I can't do any of that but the day before I had my first dose of steroids I my preacher actually came up and prayed for me in the hospital and that was the first time I'd squeezed my dad's hand and I think two weeks and and they told me I'd never be able to do any of that again. They told me that all my damage, all this stuff that I was had already lost was going to be gotten for good from the nerve damage. It was just stripping my nerves and that what I had lost was just gone. And hearing that was pretty tough, but I thought it was, you know, better than what they were telling me. And it was one of the better things out of it. And so... I squeezed my dad's hand and they gave me the dose of steroids and of course you know they're saying oh it was the steroids and I'm like no it wasn't it was not the steroids <laughs> and, well, of course doctors can't think of anything but medical terms and they're gonna have to think of a yes. way to show that it was only their doing medically to make it how better yeah. yes and at that point, they gave me my dose of steroids, and once I got off the IV ones, they gave me a few more, and then they were telling us that, you know, I could go home because there was really nothing more they could do for me, and they basically sent me home to live the rest of my days out peacefully is what, what their looks out were on it, and I came home, and a month later, I had another MRI. So we went back up to St. Louis and we had another MRI and it showed that it was a little less agitated, but it wasn't, really hadn't shrank any. So we saw all of our doctors up there and they sent us back home. And at this point, I'm already on like a lot of medicine and most of it, they said that I was going to have to be on for the rest of my life because of all the nerve damage, it is in my lower back and in my ears just the nerves there and everything they said I'd have to be on it for the rest of my life so we went back I believe it was last Friday got an MRI had a few appointments and then we went back up on Tuesday because that's when we were getting our MRI read to us and I that was the first exam I had and the doctors were blown away of how I walked in that hospital and I could move my left hand just as much as my right, and wow. they're just blown away. And it's nothing but a blemish on my MRI scans now. So That's crazy. they're blown away, and they want to send me to Houston to do like <laughs> testing on me. And they uh, none of it could have 
I should not even have been able to have this brain tumor on my brain stem at 16. Because if it isn't a female, it's usually on like a 40-year-old female. So well, you just all of this that, was just God has to them just such great plans. God has just such great plans for you guys. Um, for you, I mean, to to come out of something like that and given a, a literal death sentence. Um, and, you know, I... I just, I got to wonder what the doctors thought when they seen you walk in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that is just, um, that is just unbelievable. So, wow. So what's, I mean, coming to the other side of that, right? And, and, and by no means, like, I don't know if you're completely out of the woods, but you, you're, you're over a hump, it seems like there's, there's a new, new, light, new path in front of you. What is it looking for? Like, are you looking at things differently now, right? Again, like we're yeah, joking about going to prom, right? But I mean, those, those those normal childhood or teenage milestones have have any of those changed? Have some priorities changed? It already sounds like you're extremely grounded, right? In, in faith alone, but if you're grounded in faith and the attitude that you have, you're probably already pretty grounded in in your your maturity. So, like, what do those normal childhood milestones look like for you now? I used to, I mean, I've worked two jobs since I was 15, (laughs) and it, just stuff like that, you're so happy to be able to go back, and before all this, I, I will say, I was not the best person, I was not a person to go to church every Sunday, because I thought, you know, I have to work, and, but now it's just like, now my entire family makes time to go to church every Sunday and that's our priority and not just something that's on the back burner and you just look at life completely different you it makes you a lot more grateful for the people you have in your life just because you get told you have one to nine months you really never know when the last time you're going to see somebody is so wow. you're just thankful for every your family and the people you're around and surround yourself with and just makes you count your blessings and i think we can all take that right we none of us are promised tomorrow none of us mm, are promised absolutely the not. next five minutes so you know i think that everybody can relate to your story and your courage and 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 on a personal level and say you know we we really need to appreciate the little things and love our family mm-hmm. and you know and and prioritize you know going to church and, and doing these things because we're not promised tomorrow and um so I think everybody can relate to your story in a in a way, but certainly yours is unique. And Landon, kind of kind of bring you back in on it uh, as as a brother, right? What would you say? What would you say to someone whose family member is, is going through something that's maybe such such a shock like this, or such something that seems so so finite, right? Here, here this is the end, or this is you know the next chapter of life. How how do you as a sibling, as a brother? kind of comfort someone or tell them what what maybe they can focus on or how they can handle that situation yeah so uh, the main thing i would say is you know you got to keep faith the whole time um you're not always going to get the best news um and we all know that you know you're going to get bad news in life um but but you always got to look up and you, and you know god has a plan for you um god has a plan you know for your family uh you got to trust the plan you don't always know the answers right then. It's um, not always easy but, either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You just trust the process and uh, 
be there for your family when they need you and uh, you know just uh you know put all your faith in god so so you said something. You said something interesting earlier. You know, the family now it's a priority for to go to church, right? You earlier yep. you, you didn't you didn't have the time because of because uh, you were going to go to work. You had a second job. Something came up on Sunday. You just didn't go. So did this experience kind of bring you guys back together as a family, or were you guys consistently going to church beforehand uh, individually, or, or did this really have a direct impact on on you guys? really kind of yeah. getting back to the faith side of things. Yeah, this, you know, had a direct impact. Um, you know, I have, so there's five siblings total. Um, so it's my parents and four sisters and me. Um, so, you know, the grocery bill wasn't You're cheap. the only, <laughs> You're the only yeah. guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> God bless your parents. So yeah. that's, a, you know, the main thing. We, we went to work, you know, to provide, uh, you know, I think I started, we own a, a lawn care business, mm-hmm. and I think I started when I was about eight, and, you know, I worked then, I worked every year since, uh, but it, was, it wasn't just me, mm-hmm. it was uh, all my sisters right there with us, it was just a 100% family-run business, um, so, you know, we were, we worked as a family the whole time, we were always a close family, uh, but with this whole experience, you know, we realized, you know, we can do a little extra work throughout the week take Sunday off and give God the glory, you know, for the miracles he's working in our family. Um, but not only our family, you know, many other families, uh, all over the world. So, well, you, you said that, um, you know, your dad had some health issues a couple of years ago. How much do you think, and you know, talk, talk about it specifically, but how much do you think those trials attributed to how you guys handled this, this situation? Yeah, so uh, I'll go a little scoop on my dad's story. Um, he was having some stomach pains, and we were working, you know, uh, as a family. And he's like, I got to go home, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. So he went home, and he went to the ER. Um, he was in the ER for about five days. Uh, they said he had diverticulitis, mm-hmm. which is where your body can't process nuts and stuff, seeds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said... He called me on the fifth day. He's like, uh, hey, man, I'm coming home. Uh, I'll be home in two hours. They're sending me home. So we're like, oh, that's awesome. You know, we all got together at the house. We we're going to throw him a coming home party uh, to, you know, just make him feel welcomed. And he called me back about 30 minutes later. He said, uh, "He said, hey, bud, I'm, I'm not coming home. Uh, they misdiagnosed me, and my colon has ruptured. Oh, uh, gosh. It, it, it ruptured. Uh, when he came in, it was ruptured. So they said, uh, they said, you got six hours, the surgery six hours long. Uh, you're going in in 30 minutes, uh, and you probably won't make it out of here. Your body's probably septic, and there's probably no saving you. Man. So, you know, from, from hearing, hey, man, I'm coming home, to, you know, hey, man, I'm not coming home, uh, you know, take care of the family. Um, you know, so that was just a complete shocker, you know, going from real happy to devastated. Yeah. Um, yeah. By you know God's grace, there uh, somehow the the fat in my dad's stomach wrapped around the colon and kept all the waste on the col on the ruptured colon. So uh, it didn't let his body go septic. So he was able to come out of that. Um, you know, it was a long road to recovery. 
but uh you know by god's grace he he came through that and and that was just another miracle he's worked in our life absolutely wow that's crazy have you ever thought about playing the lottery (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think now's a good time (laughs) yeah i mean there's something there yeah yeah so you know that you know when that happened though my family not just my siblings uh, my aunts, uncles, grandmas, you know, they all came together. Uh, and then, you know, that's one thing that we're real grateful for, uh, big family. Uh, if anything, if something happens to anybody, we're all there for each other. Um, and that's, you know, really how we made it through the big obstacles the last two years. Yeah, those are some pretty big obstacles. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> gosh. That's... Yeah. That's not yeah, just they, trying to pay bills. It's been tough, that's... and then once he got healed up, we're like, okay, maybe it's smooth sailing for a couple of years, uh, and then that's just and then bam. that's just not how it's worked. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you guys will get a couple of quiet years. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, way more than that. But um, wow, that's crazy. Well, are there you know, and even even talking about your dad, right? I mean, that that's a lot you, you guys have been through. Are there any foundations? that you guys as a family or a community really support or kind of push push out there? Do what? Are, are there any found, are there any specific foundations that you guys kind of support or, or any foundations that, that helped you when you were going through what you were going through? Um, or so anyone you guys want to give shout out to, kind of give recognition to as far as someone that helped you guys as a family going through all this? Yo, there big, was a, go ahead. A big, a big help was our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a super small town, uh, Goreville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we got roughly 800 people in our town, Reese, is that right? Yeah. Our high school graduating class is usually less than uh, 40 people. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but it's one of the strongest communities that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, when Reese got sick, uh, they came together and, you know, people were helping me out with uh, you know, seeing if I needed anything, if I needed extra help running the, the business. Um, our customers were super understanding, uh, you know, with what was going on. It was taking us a little longer, you know, to, to get to the yards and stuff. Um, but our community came together. They had all kinds of fundraisers um, for Reese, you know, because that was four weeks they were up there. Um, hospital bills, uh, you know, hotels food, gas going up, back and forth. Um, but our community, you know, it's just awesome. They had a, you know, a bunch of fundraisers to help us out. And, you know, some people we knew, uh, some people we had no clue who they were before this, and they were all just there to, you know, lend a hand when a family needed it. Um, and up there, was it a children's hospital, Reese? Yep. You know, them are some of the best doctors, nurses, um, caregivers up there. Uh, Children's Hospital is just a phenomenal place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a place we would definitely love to support. Um, and then, Reese, you can talk about them a little bit if you want, uh, how much they helped you and, and just went out of their way to do anything and everything. I went from going from a hospital at Cardinal Glennon in St. Louis so that I was not heard as a patient. I was not treated like I was human too to going to the children's hospital in St. Louis to where my need was the first need that they were going to be after and 
they wanted to know what I needed and what they could do for me. And I had nurses that would just come in on their days even off to make sure if I needed anything and if I was okay. And They treat you more than just a patient there. They te- treat you like you're one of their family. kids because almost all of them had kids and they just treated you like family. Any, any not, nurse along the way not that only, stuck out in your mind? Not only Reese, they, they also took care of, you know, my parents, uh, the siblings when they came and visited them. You know, they cared about the whole family. Um, just super, super helpful. Uh, would go above and beyond uh, their expectations. Um, they would stay well past their 12-hour shifts. Uh, even if it was just talking to Reese, they would stay and you know, give her company, uh, just absolutely anything they could do. Uh, Children's Hospital did it, and, and they deserve a huge shout-out. Wow. Well, awesome. And yeah, they ahead. were very, very lenient on – I mean, I have four siblings. It was hard to pick which <laughs> two could come and see me, and they were very lenient and helpful on that end, too, because you don't want to have to pick which two you're going to – get to see and yeah. this was also during the COVID, awesome. right time, do what this is also around the COVID time where people still had the scare so them allowing yep. them to come in is another thing so i know a lot of times during the major pandemic time they were like nobody can come into the hospital only the patient so then be able to come in is probably at least a blessing yes sure was wow wow uh what would Reese? What, what would you tell someone that that's especially a, a young teenager that's battling something like this? I mean, there's, I would venture say there's very few young women that have the the, the courage is the word you use, which I think is great. Yeah, uh, good, it, yeah. It, there's very few young teenage girls that have that kind of courage or that whether all to to focus on their family and their faith. What would you tell them? Well, in this kind of situation, there's a million other things you could turn to. You could cry about your situation. You could just be scared about it, be mad at God, or a hundred different things goes through a person's head. But having the faith that I did, I was, I'm a very hard-headed person, and I was determined (laughs) to live, and I... I just had faith like my faith has been what has got me through it all and there's little things here and there that has helped me keep my faith but it's I'd sit there and pray for hours upon hours at night because I couldn't sleep and my faith is definitely what has got me through this entire process and wow you know, and, and I think there's probably more we can talk about and kind of dive in a little bit to what your hobbies are now. And I think it's part of it, right? So, and I've been initially when you first came up on the screen because you guys we can we can actually see we're we're video chatting, so we can, we can see Reese. But so behind her are these two monster deer sitting oh, yeah. behind, yeah. <laughs> uh, which <laughs> we've we've seen some pictures, right, of of, of some of the deer that you've shot. How much has hunting played a role in your life growing up? And, you know, where's that, where, where's your value on hunting going forward? Uh, that's just something that I would watch my brother do with my dad when he was younger and when I was little bitty and I 
you know, wasn't into it yet, and it was always something that I wanted to do. And did you ever have like any blowback? I said, or them not wanting to like? Did they ever want to just be them hunting and having to have you come a part of it? Or were they open arms and said, "Please come and join. Let's show you how it's done." Open arms. They. Oh, great. That's great. The more the merrier. <laughs> That's always how they've been, and it's just. Landon would always go with dad. We go up to North Dakota every year and we go up there and hunt and I would watch them go and it was just something that I've always watched and I wanted to do and you know I started hunting with them and it I just grew a big big love for it. That's something that I would make work around my schedule. I'd you know talk about all the time or I want to go here and here I'm a very competitive person, like I said, not always, you know, try to kill a bigger buck than Landon or who has never taken worked, the bigger buck. But I try. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just it's something that well, most of my family has always done together, like mm-hmm. me, Landon and two of my sisters. We've always really been big into it and going up to North Dakota every year was just something that it wasn't anything like the hunt down here. It's just you get to go out there and spend time with your family and not have to worry about the things at home and you just have a blast and it's always been something that I've loved and I like fishing too and that's something I've done for a long time. I went to state my freshman year with my sister actually so it on, was on a fi- just, fishing team? Yep. Oh wow. wow. That's I think something that's funny that that you that I just caught that you said is you know you go to North Dakota to to hunt and you look forward to that trip and it's just funny to hear it from some Georgia boys because Southern <laughs> Illinois is the place to hunt right so it, and just to make a long story short that's how this all kind of came together is uh, me and Scott are heading up to uh, their property in October to do a hunt and we'll film it and we'll. Uh, have some more interviews there i'm sure that we'll bring you guys but um it's just funny to me to hear you say you know we love to go to north dakota we're like we it is like guys here drool drool over going to southern illinois so um i just think that's funny so it's funny everyone keeps trying to go north so if we're trying to go yeah. if we're trying to go to illinois illinois is trying to go to north dakota they do north say just going canada where's canada yeah. going well, they, well <laughs> there, yeah there's nowhere to go beyond that they do say the deer get bigger the further north you go and i don't really we're not i mean that's another podcast right on genetics but um maybe we should go more north to keep, keep north dakota north. that's the next trip <laughs> it's get a blast up there we just like getting away and you know, we've never really went on, you know, big family vacations. It was really, North Dakota was our family vacation. And we'd go up there and hunt duck and geese and then oh, see, land I, in. I have to say real quick, I don't mean to interrupt this, but your family trip is to go hunting. There's so many other people in the mm-hmm. world, like their family trip is to go to Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is creating memories that can, I mean, beyond what Disney World could ever possibly be, not to try to give them a shout out or anything, but the fact that you're going and doing something together as a family that is, you know, time spent, like, it's just completely different how you're going to need to enjoy life versus where the majority of people seem to think that their money and time and energy should go to. You're doing something far better. I've always been a big outdoors person because, you know, I like to go spend time with my brother and my dad. 
more than, you know, go shopping or stuff like that. I like to be outside and my brother actually has a farm that we go out and hunt on too and we hunt for deer out there and just and this is some of the memories we have in a redneck blind is stuff that I'd never are you willing to adopt three other people? Because <laughs> <laughs> our names I, are really ready for that ballot. How do I get in this family? <laughs> yeah, this is a great family to be a part of. Uh, I mean, listen, listen to the, you know how big the family is. It, it, I'm kind of in a sense, like, are, are you two the, the closest? Like, I mean, sibling-wise, it, it seems like you guys just are, you know, thick as thieves together. I'm sure the rest of the family is too, but you guys just seem really, really tight-knit. We... I'd say all the siblings have our own closeness in different ways. Like we share this value, or it in every way we're just as close to one another. And that's awesome. How's, how was it growing up with uh, with four four sisters, Landon? It was tough. Um, <laughs> four sisters, and uh, we had one bathroom always. Oh my god! So. Yeah. <laughs> so we learned to get ready quick, um, but you know I wouldn't change it. But it gave me a lot of good memories too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had its downsides, and you know I got five minutes in the bathroom to take a shower. And <laughs> yeah, shave who, and, yeah. Who and got the? I was uh, getting kicked out. Who got the cold water every time? Uh, that was me. Yep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> By the fifth person, you're guaranteed to have cold shower. How many times did they uh, ever try to paint your toenails or you know, get you to you know, have a tea party with them as they were younger? Oh, I don't think I can count as many times as they try to do that. <laughs> uh, well, so what, what, are the, uh, what are the ages on, on all the siblings? So my oldest sister is 22. Um, then my second oldest sister, she is 21. Um, and then I'm 20. Uh, then Reese, you can tell you and Caden's age. He doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just knows that he's in the middle. That's what he knows. Caden <laughs> yeah, is eighteen, and then I'm sixteen. Wow, full house. Mm-hmm. So uh, from from the hunting side, um, yeah, it's it's it definitely sounds like it's a it's a enriched part of your guys' family. For you personally, what's What's your favorite hunting story, right? I'm going to guess it has something to do with, with family and family experience, but what's that hunting moment for you that just sticks out when you do think back to, to your experiences? Um, I'd probably say the first year I talked dad and Landon and my mom into taking me to North Dakota with them. I begged Landon that he had shot a snow goose that morning and we to go get it it was you know a little now and I'm walking with him and all of a sudden my boots stuck and he was so mad at me but he oh hold on Oops. sorry mad, sorry 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 like, uh, Reese, you... Reese, hold on one second we were losing you for a second your signal's <laughs> starting to drop out just there uh there you are you're back there you okay. are okay we can see you now and can hear you yeah, so your your boots were getting stuck you what? I said, were your you were your boots getting stuck? That's kind of where we where we dropped off. Yep, my boots had just sunk in the mud, and I was little bitty, so 
I just kept digging them deeper and deeper and deeper, and Landon's trying to pull me out, and he gets one of them out, and I take another step, and he gets stuck again. That's great. Or we were in North Dakota, and me and my dad hadn't, it was not the best day, and dad had forgot his calls with the boys that were quite, quite a ways from us, so... Mm -hmm. He just pulls up YouTube and plays duck calls and <laughs> around at this point and we ended up having like I think two or three come in and just stuff like that is it's not even when you kill the most, it's mm -hmm. more when you just have more fun. Absolutely. Those yes. are the most memorable ones though. You're mm -hmm. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Gotta thank YouTube for the having those duck calls probably pre programmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like you said, it's more than just the kill, right? I mean, it's, you know, hunting is, is way more than just the kill. It's the adventure and the story. And, you know, I, I think that's um, my favorite part about it is, and I enjoy shooting big bucks with the rest of them, but I also enjoy hanging out with my friends and uh, spending that time in the woods. That, that's kind of like my alone time with God a lot of times is, is when I'm in the woods because it's you and nobody else, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, um the story, it, like I said, it's more than just the kill. Um, I think it's important to remember that. So, well, and I think that's a that's a big piece around um, why we kind of brought our our team back together, right? There's really six of us who, I think, over over the years, we started drifting apart a little bit, right? And we started really kind of getting focused on solo hunts, or uh, you know, we didn't really have a ton of time to hunt with each other. And this season's really given us an opportunity to to come back to that. Uh, you know campfire hunting camp style and and get back in fellowship with each other and re Absolutely. reconnect and focus on you know kind of get past love, i would love to kill a big buck but it's it's all of us trying to get past that because i think we've been so focused on that for a while now and just re-engaging with with each other's friends and and, and fellowship in around uh around hunting camp again Absolutely. So I think I think you're spot on, right? Experience most of the time is the the thing that always sticks out. It's not the biggest buck, but it's that that moment we were with our dad or with our friend or with with a sibling that we had a simple thing like you know your boots getting stuck in the mud and getting pulled along <laughs> yeah. trying to get out. Like that's just a moment. It had nothing to do with the hunt, but it had everything to do with the experience and what you remembered. So, hey, Landon, what about you? What's uh, hunting seems to be a big part. What What's your favorite hunting story? What's that thing that sticks out for you? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a lot of good ones, um, but probably my most memorable. Um, well, there's two. I'll, I'll name the first one. So uh, there's a, actually the big nine point that my sister had killed. Mm -hmm. um, she's my second oldest. And I sent you guys the picture of that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that was not a small deer. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, she, you know, Summer, that's her name. Um, she went to school to be a cop, uh, and she was in Wisconsin. You just have school. all kinds of tough women in your family, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was in Wisconsin, and I was sending her those pictures. Uh, but he was mostly nocturnal for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and I sent her this picture, and I said, hey, when you get home for uh, – she had like a fall break at the end of October. I said, hey, when you get home from your fall break, I'm going to put you on this deer. Uh, you know, so as two weeks go by and she gets home, 
Um, and I had that deer pattern pretty good uh, with the Tacticam reveals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she got to go out, and I, you know, I kind of said, "Hey, you know, this redneck bond, he's been by there, you know, quite a bit." Um, so you know, I wasn't on that hunt, but her and my dad went, and they were in it, they were able to harvest that deer together. Wow. Nice. Um, my my dad got to see it all, um, and just you know with her being so busy and just getting her on a great deer like that you know that just felt good um it made all the the sweat and tears throughout the summer getting the food plots ready that right there made it all worth it absolutely yeah um and then so my my favorite that i was a part of um when my dad had that colon surgery um about i want to say that was in september and he, you know, he had a couple months. No, it was in it. October. October. <laughs> <laughs> it was two years ago. So anyways. Two years a, ago in October. In October. And, you know, in order to repair the colon, they had to go through his stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so he couldn't, like, sit up or anything because it stretched all where, you know, where he had them incisions. Yeah. Um, and I want to say it was, like... I don't know, it was somewhere around December, um, my mom had, you know, she went to the grocery store about noon, and uh, I, you know, I talked my dad into going deer hunting with me. Um, so I took him on the side-by-side, and, you know, we got up in our, our redneck blind over a, a nice uh, bean, standard bean food plot. Um, and anyways, we, you know, we'd seen deer all night, and about 30 minutes before dark, uh, a super nice eight-pointer came out. Um and uh you know it came out and it's working its, its way up to the you know by the redneck blind and uh i was able to you know i got the window open and you know i only had about 15 minutes of legal shooting light left um you know and it came right up right beside the redneck blind about 15 yards uh, i was able to get a shot at it and you know just it didn't run 100 yards and fell over um so being able to harvest that mature eight point, you know, with my dad by my side, who just two months ago said he had six hours to live, um, being able to, you know, harvest that deer and then us getting to walk up to it, you know, that's just, that's one of my favorite memories of, you know, of, uh, deer hunting. Absolutely. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I, you know, I'll I tell you this, uh, we're, we're looking forward to being up there in October, um, it is definitely one of the trips that is mm-hmm. I'm counting down the days to, um, and uh, you know, looking forward to getting to meet you, Reese, and um, you know, Landon and, and your family. Hopefully, getting to touch base with you guys, and you know, um, I think I don't ever think things just happen by accident, and you know, I think I think God has a plan in everything and orchestrates our life, and so um, we're definitely looking forward to getting up there to you guys, and and hopefully putting a couple of big deer on the ground that's the goal so yeah yeah definitely i mean we we want to um with Landon, right we want to do another kind of conversation with you in, in the next you know when you get a chance the next few days or so just kind of talk through the hunting piece of that uh but yeah looking looking towards that if uh, reese if you if you can uh, if you want to uh, when we're up there, we'd love to sit down and do some some video conversations with you and kind of talk through some of this as well uh you yeah. even 30 seconds into this you are such an amazing young lady with such a story uh, and such an outlook on life I, I think that's something that a lot of people need to 
need to hear or just listen to. I, I think you can you can help a lot of people just with just with your your words and everything you've said so far, kind of how you handle all of this. So yeah, if you if you sit down, we'd we'd love to sit down and do some video with you when we're up there, and um, obviously the hunting yeah. thing, the hunting thing. Honestly, this for for me, you know, we've we've looked through a lot of hunting opportunities, right? This lease versus that lease, this state maybe that state. This looks like a great deal, but I don't know. Maybe this looks like more of a more more of a bargain. Um, and talking with Landon, um, it's just it was so it was just such an out there thing. Right? It's a Facebook post. It is, yeah. Right. We happen to see. We happen to be one of the first ones to see it. It's. It's an amazing opportunity, and I think this has more to do with with maybe us being able to talk with you and and maybe in some way be able to get your story out there than than it does with with hunting. Yeah, I mean the buck is a plus at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean a deer is a plus. I think hearing your story yeah. and and getting your story out there to, to people, um, and because people are going to hear this and people are going to listen, and you, you know I think that it's going to help people's faith and uh, you know it. You're going to touch people way outside of mm-hmm. Illinois. Absolutely. Um, Trials and tribulations, really, to get past it. And so, um, just, but there's more story to be told, right? I mean, that's not it. That's it's not the end. It's uh, it's, it's to be continued. We've yeah, got a, a, we've got a lot of a uh, lot of more stories to tell, and mm-hmm. um, October is just going to be the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that trip. We're we're just really looking forward to it. And um, Landon sent us a picture. Uh, he texted us a picture the other day of of some deer in his food plot and uh i mean he's got to stop doing stuff like that i'm trying to work out look down, a... I see my phone rings i see some pictures from from a, from a tactic now i like... can't concentrate all i think about is that picture so <laughs> well well reese has has uh has there been anyone maybe even within your community or maybe outside your community that's reached out to you for for advice i mean i'm sure thousands of people have reached out to say you know Congratulations, support. supporting you and everything. But has anyone reached out for 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 support from you? Um, not necessarily. I've got more of the question of how how did I keep my faith mm-hmm. and how why did I go about it the way I did and all the kinds of questions, but not necessarily advice. Mm-hmm. We actually had a lady. That is my aunt's sister. She got diagnosed the Friday before I did with, I think it, I believe it was stage four cancer. And she just got told that her cancer is dead and all they have to do now is remove it. Wow. Man. I yes. need to. And she, I we go to the same person. I need to move to your county. We're probably moving. And just to clarify What's on your water? story, um, <laughs> and because I, you know, I think I'm, I didn't make sure that we don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Did they when they sent you home? Um, were you doing any kind of chemo or any kind of treat like advanced treatments that to target the uh, the tumor, or was it more of comfort care type of situation? They were just doing comfort care for me, so they had me on that pain medicine that I was told I was going to have to be on for the rest of my life because of my nerve damage and I actually got taken off of that medicine at my last appointment and wow that was Reese. the only yeah Reese uh, you know tell them why they couldn't do chemo they 
couldn't even do chemo, radiation, anything because they didn't know what type of cancer I had and they couldn't find out what type of cancer I had because they couldn't you know, do the it's biopsy. Outweighed, outweighed itself because it was if it did not kill me, it was going to paralyze me. So it just <sighs> cut my value of life down. So they decided that they it was too dangerous and they just didn't feel comfortable doing it and they just gave me stuff to you know try and take my pain and treat me the best they could but they couldn't they said if they were just to try and attack it with some type of chemo and radiation if they hit it with the wrong thing it would have made the tumor what they call angry and it would have grew and got really agitated so they just they really couldn't do anything for me and i think it's important to note right that that's and reason why i wanted to establish that that you took you received no treatment for that because there is literally no medical explanation Mm -hmm. to 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 explain what happened to you it is literally a modern day miracle and that's what i want the viewers to know yes it's not like you were went home and was going through this extensive chemo treatment and taking these advanced um, just uh, you know operations to to minimize a tumor. It was they sent you home on comfort care to basically live out the rest of the the rest of your days with your family mm-hmm. in a comfortable state. And then by the grace of God, you were healed from that tumor and. I just want to make sure that's clear with everybody, right? There is no medical explanation for what happened. Nobody can explain that. Um, And, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I do know that tumors don't just disappear by themselves. That's just not, they don't just, stuff just don't disappear by itself, right? (laughs) This this phone just doesn't disappear on the table if it's sitting here. Something has to make it disappear. So Mm -hmm. I just, you know, for... It's just such a strong, strong thing and, and just a miracle. So, well, put it they, in perspective is that they, they didn't, they couldn't do anything for you. But in some case, if you think about it, because they couldn't do anything for you was the best thing for you. Because if they did try to do something, mm-hmm. whatever those options that they were thinking that maybe could have been the wrong one. So the fact that they couldn't was probably the best decision that could have happened, even though maybe it wouldn't have been what you wanted to hear, but as in like God has a plan, no matter what we might know it or not, the plan was that you were supposed to just wait and be patient, and that obviously was the best outcome. And going back to Cardinal Glennon, where I was misdiagnosed, you know, it's almost like, what if they were to have found my brain tumor, and what if they were to try and operate on it, and that just proves right there that everything happens for a reason and yep. yes it was aggravating because you you feel hopeless wanted answers and you know but then you pray for answers for so long mm-hmm. and then you know people ask me all the time like how why were you not mad at god and you know stuff like that and just like we prayed for answers for almost a month before we found out i had a brain tumor and we got you know we got the answers we can't be mad that they weren't you know what we wanted or the most 
horrifying thing you had ever heard of or it's you can't be mad over that i mean you ask god for answers and he gave you answers and just by that you know he's going to get you through it you you pray and he hears you you don't you don't always get the answer that when you want it or the answer that you want but he he answered he answered eventually with one with one thing or another it's patience patience wow i still can't get over i I, 16 and and the way you handle all this mental maturity and just the way you act and present yourself now like it's it's just mind-boggling and 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 courage is the thing that you said it and i think that's the best the best thing that i think attribute that describes you yeah to look death in the face and say you Mm -hmm. know not today yeah so it's very very my family has definitely pushed me through all of it and you know just the little things is what i held on to my faith with and i refuse to you know just give up and i refuse to let cancer win and i you just have to be determined and faithful that you're going to be healed and that's exactly what i was well it's it's such a it's such a juxtaposition there right because what you just said was your family pushed you through this right they got you they got you from point a to point b and the first thing you were concerned about was your family like you were worried about how, how are they going to do without me and that was your main concern but really at the end it was it's 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 them and, and god right that that helped you step from here to from step one to step two to step three to get where you're at today so i i think that's you guys sound like you just have uh an incredible story. An, an, an incredible story, incredible family. Uh, I would, I'm, I'm really excited to get up there and meet you guys in person. Uh, do, do a little bit of video work, but I, I mean, you're an, ama- you're an amazing young lady for sure. Thank you. Hey, Landon, we, we really appreciate you. Um, yeah, well, we appreciate you putting that Facebook post because this would not have happened if you hadn't done that. Uh, so. First and foremost, thank you, and thank you for answering when when Chasten sent you a message. And we we do really want to do a follow up podcast with you specifically talking about kind of your endeavors and, and and what you're trying to create and some of the some of the things you're trying to do outside of um, you know I know you have the landscaping company, but you got some really big uh, aspirations that you want to grow your business to be, and we'd love to talk to you, with you about that more and see what we can do to help along the way. Yeah, for sure. That that would be amazing. Um, that that could be its whole podcast, you know, just us going into detail on all of that. Um, we could share some hunting stories along the way, and and uh, it would definitely be a good time. Absolutely. Um, so we're we're really looking forward to it. Uh, if we can help you out any anything along the way, is there? Are you open, uh, Reese? Are you open to having people reach out to you? Is there a, a Facebook page or um, an email or something where someone can contact you if, if they want to hear more about your story or if they just maybe need some words of encouragement directly from from you? Yeah, for sure. What uh, would you mind say, saying what that is, and we'll we'll make sure we get that in the links and talk about it. Email address wise or Facebook? Well, how how do you want people to reach out to you? We'll make sure you're comfortable with it. Any way you guys want, or any way you can put it out there. Uh, if Landon doesn't care to send it to you guys, or mm-hmm. I can on this number, or whatever you guys want. E- e- could they uh, 
use your phone number or Facebook name, Reese? Well, how do you want them? Yeah. I wouldn't do the number. Uh, yeah, not, probably not. Probably yeah, phone you don't want a phone call. Like, <laughs> we're not going like, hey, to give that? your phone number out for that. <laughs> we just, we don't. Uh, but, but potentially your Facebook or uh, email, yeah. something like that to mm-hmm. where people can contact you in a, in a way. We don't want people blowing up your phone no. and random strangers texting your phone. That would be weird. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, I can just text my Facebook to whatever, or I don't know which one of your phone numbers this one is, but I can send it to that one if mm-hmm. that one's okay. Yeah, well, what awesome. we'll do is we'll add it to the link on the website so people can find it and be able mm-hmm. to find you. Okay. Thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to get my story out and of course. Thank try you. to encourage other people and let them know that you can have faith. It's okay to have faith. Well, we're we're sitting here uh, on a hunting podcast where our whole thing was, you know, we want to encourage people to, to, you know, go hunting, to get outside. And this is, you're encouraging people to just take that next step in faith and and just have faith. And that's that's such a amazing, amazing thing. Well, Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks, Landon. Thanks, Reese. Yeah, thank you. Talk to you in a little bit. Take care. All right. Guys, um, wow, I, it is hard to understand what she went through. Uh, I mean, thinking about her age and what she's been going through, probably her friends, we only just talked about her and her family, mm-hmm. wondering what she had to go through with her family and, and have to deal with this with her friends, what they thought. She seems to have her head um, on a higher level than most people. Her, uh, very strong, very willed uh, to be able to just go through all these things. I mean, what do you guys think about it? I, my takeaway is love your family, yeah. spend time with them. You, you, you said it during it, Jason, right? None of us are guaranteed Tomorrow. 30 seconds from, oh, yeah. five seconds from now, right? We could, we could, we could kill over at any point in time. And I think we spend a lot of time, whether it is hunting right? or, or, or work, right? Work's a big piece of a lot of our lives. We've spent so much time focused on all of the things that really at the end of the day don't matter. Exactly. So, so my takeaway is, is spend more time intent, intentfully thinking about those, those things in life that right now maybe we're letting, letting fall to the back, back of our mind. Yeah. Be grateful. I mean, was coming from somebody that, you know, I've, I've got a wife that I love and I've got two boys and man, to, just to, to think about getting news like that. Um, mm, I nope. just, I don't know how I would react, you know? And, um, she, she just first didn't think about herself. She didn't think about, you know, what, what's, what am I going to miss out on? It was immediately her family mm-hmm. and her siblings. And that just speaks volumes to, to the kind of, to her character, right, and and I her think upbringing. that I mean, it's not just her, but it's obviously instilled it, in her, her parents, because of her family. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't just parents has got to have a lot of pride to that. Yeah, six. That's not common in sixteen year olds. No. Today. Um, and so you know, I just think that this story touched me, and and I know it was a little different, right? We're not talking about we talked to hunt, we touched base on hunting, but um, I just think that this story needs to be needs to be out, and it needs to be. People need to hear it, um, and I think it's going to encourage a lot of people and, and bring people up maybe when they're going through some tough tough times in life. Uh, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're going through a battle. Um, it may not necessarily be what Reese's battle is, but um, it, 
a battle of your own and maybe this podcast will help you get up and uh you know keep moving and see and some get common ground um yeah. so i think one of my favorite things was what what her dad told her right you can have fear or you can have faith you can't, can't have, have both. both no room yep. for both you can't have both so i think i think that would be that would be my takeaway you can have fear you can have faith you can't have both we're, we're all gonna have battles and things we struggle with and things we're scared of or what gotta pick fear or faith pick one yeah and family man family's key you'll hear her story and and her and Landon talking and and man they're very they're very tight family and mm-hmm. as a family they got Faith through it family. and uh you know I think it's just important for us to to, to take away some things from her con- from from their conversation and and really just apply it to our personal lives mm-hmm. so what a what a what a story absolutely so if if you guys um you know we we talked recently she she was more than happy to um talk to any if you want to reach out you want to you want to contact her connect with her kind of maybe hear more of her story or or maybe you do need some encouragement and you're just looking for someone to to listen to what you're going through and maybe have have some words of advice i would i would take words of advice from that 16 year old oh yeah any day um so we're gonna we're gonna put some some links down below uh they'll be on the show notes as well some ways to to contact and get a hold of Reese uh, as well as Landon. Uh, so this has been the Bow Rush Podcast. Yep. Episode fifty-one. Welcome, Chasten. Glad to welcome, be here. welcome, Glad welcome. To be here. More to come. Looking yep. forward to, to the future, fellas. Yep. And if you want to follow us, yes. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can always go to my Bow Rush forward slash follow us. I'll give us the links to all our social accounts. We'll be adding t- uh, TikTok soon, which is very interesting. TikTok um, it's blowing up. It is blowing up. Um, so if, if you are not on TikTok, you might want to. Um, and if you are, follow us because we're going to start be posting some really unique videos, mm-hmm. um, more daily or activities that might be a little bit faster than you know hearing us from the podcast. But then also check out our actual episode of, uh, I think it's 51. Um, and we'll have links uh, you'll be able to get her direct contact through her social links if you want to call and reach out to her. Now we will not be dancing on TikTok. There's no, um, there's no. There's going to be a little bit of dancing because we just had a few when with your we, little shot. We yeah, did, well. ha- we did have Max and Brandon dancing, yeah, yeah. pulling uh, arrows out of the target. So yeah. we well, lied. That, that, there yeah, be we some lied. dancing. I don't know that we're going to be dancing along to the the typical songs that are on TikTok <laughs> and doing the TikTok yeah. stuff. So, but yeah. we're going to bring some good content to you guys. So excited about that. Absolutely. So you, as always, uh, this is Scott. I'm Travis. This is Chase. Thank you guys, and go find your bow rush. Bye.